the beautiful thing I love about, you know, running a business is that you get paid literally, literally to the penny what you're worth. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hi guys, how are you? Gavin here, episode 138 of the Business Mastermind podcast. Welcome back. Today, we jump across the pond to New Jersey and we talk with George McGarren. He's the founder and CEO of the McGarren Group, specialist in executive talent acquisition. But since he lost everything in the global financial crisis, he had 50 staff and a very successful recruitment firm solely supplying and focusing on the financial services and banking sectors. It all went pop in the global financial crisis. And since then, he's built a six-figure and a separate seven-figure and then a third eight-figure business. So we dive into a conversation about his take on entrepreneurialism, how he scaled three businesses, what his big lessons weren't from the last recession and how actually he has taken that lesson on board and built himself an emergency fund so he's got the financial buffer. We talk about uh, about um, testing, data, people, process, automation and how solopreneurs can move from trading time for money and getting into building and growing a business. You're going to enjoy this one straight into my interview now with George McGarren of McGarren Group. Hello and welcome back to the Business Bust Mind podcast. I'm reaching over the pond again today and I'm sat here with George McGarren, um, founder and CEO of the McGarren Group. The McGarren Group are specialists in executive talent acquisition. So George, welcome to the Business Mastermind podcast. Gavin, it's, it's good to be here. I appreciate uh, you having me on today. So thank you. So just before we launch in, just share with our listeners a bit about you, your background, your story of how you came to set up and grow the McGarren Group. Right, so I, I, uh, so I run three businesses, right? So one is a, an executive placement firm, right? So recruiting. Um, that's a that's so it's so I've got thirty people in the team. I say thirty, but there's twenty. I mean twenty nine plus me, so I'm I'm number thirty. Uh, that's an eight figure business. Then we have a, a second business, which is a which is an executive branding business. Okay, so that's a that's a seven figure business. And then we've got a third business, which is a coaching business, which is, it's, it's all sort of related. Uh, and that's a, that's a six figure business, hopefully going to seven. Um, but I've been doing it now for 20 years. I, I started, started my career literally uh, because I lost a job. Uh, I was unemployed and uh, I was in Miami. I was I'm originally from New York, the New York area was in Miami working and uh, you know, found myself three months of living in Miami. And then I was, literally in the unemployment, you know, line and, uh, decided, okay, you know, I've gone to some great schools. I've gone to some decent universities. I've worked for some interesting companies. I've done literally everything I'm supposed to do. And I'm still here unemployed. Let me, and there's a switch that went on, right. It's like this mind. It was just a, and, uh, this was before being an entrepreneur was a cool thing. There wasn't Instagram. There weren't people with Ferraris, but it was just a sense of, you know, I did it their way. Let me try it my way. And I started, uh, and from there, I just, there was a, I decided never ever to work for somebody ever again. 
And uh, so, which was the first business that you you launched? There was it one of the three that you've just listed? Yes, I mean it was it was the it was the recruiting business. Um, the way I got into the recruiting business was I I decided my game plan was, okay, so I need to I need to start a business, but I don't have any money, so I'll just get some sort of short term temporary gig, maybe you know almost like, and I'll and I'll run my side hustle. Uh, so I went around to these different recruiting agencies looking for I guess a job, but it was really a just a just to, uh, to buy time. And one of the places that I walked into, uh, this guy wasn't just impeccably dressed, right? Like he was, you know, good smile, impeccably dressed, uh, well-spoken, polished. And I thought I could probably do what this guy does, you know, pretty well. Right. And uh, so I convinced him to, to, to work with him, you know, to work for him, did it for like two months. And, and, you know, I, I would, I pretty much would say, Hey, listen, I'm going to have my own business one day. And uh, he was cool enough to say, hey, man, you know, do your own thing. And I literally walked into the job that I still have today, which is the recruiting business. Right. So I was able to build up. a Yeah, I was able to build up a business. Um, I did. I did quite well uh, until about 2009. All my clients were banks and financial institutions. Uh, OK, yeah, 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 yeah. And I so, yeah, I built it up to 50 people and 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 then I went back to zero. Right. Back, so, right. I mean, it's you know, it's part of the game. but. Um, and it was that was another learning lesson, you know, sort of lesson, a life lesson, yeah, on on, on uh, perseverance. I just want to pick up about that because I've been using the phrase a number of times, um, and, and and literally just I just recorded a training recently where I was talking about setbacks in business, using that phrase being part of the game. Right? Um, where what sort of influenced you to have that perspective? That you've gone from a really successful business with fifty members, fifty sorry, fifty members okay. of your team, um, you know, into into a high margin, um, high ticket sector, and then to lose it overnight in the global financial crisis, and and you come back from it not only then start up three businesses again or restart, um, right. but you see it as part of the game, and you've got a beaming smile on your face. So thank you. <laughs> where did you get that? perspective from was it did it feel like that at the time no no it was just i mean i think you have to there's a there's a realization i mean this is just i mean this this could be with everything right this could be with food it could be with um you know your your money situation but at the end of the day you know whatever you know gavin gavin's responsible for gavin george is responsible for jordan something that we did right something that i did you know cause that to be to be be in that situation and maybe Listen, maybe, you know, I'd lost all my clients, but financially I wasn't ready for that, right? I'd spent, you know, I was at the time, quite frankly, I was making personally, uh, I think I was making like a million dollars a year personally, and I was spending like 1.3 or 1.2, 1.3 million, right? right? right, right. So I, 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 ha- I had this sort of self-assessment of, okay, like what, who can I blame, you know? And then what can I blame? Uh, and there were, I made a lot of, just a lot of mistakes. I mean, I spent all my money, I over, I over leveraged. I'd, two, I'd lost two houses at the time, right? I mean, I was just, it, there was, these were errors that just exposed all of my stupidity, right? So uh, I, so I started to think about and evaluate, okay, you know, okay, fine. I lost all my, I lost, you know, all my clients and maybe I should diversify with portfolio. But 95% of the, mis, you know, of the problem was me, right? It was, it was, uh, it was the things that I had done. And I was I was willing to accept that, right? So, you know, I think once you can accept that you're kind of the problem, I mean, I say kind of, I mean, you are the problem. Uh, 
then you can change. And I, I, I thought, okay, if I could do this one more time, how would I do it? How would I do it differently? And, and I took the time to build a better mousetrap for me, you know, uh, and I just made tons and tons of changes, right? Tons of changes. And that those changes later on helped us get through, for example, the, you know, COVID-19, um, you know, we, we started a saving every, every time we get paid, 10% goes into an emergency fund, right. From the business standpoint. Right? How long ago did you start doing that immediately after you read 2000, 2009. Right. So you built yeah. that, you built that security fund of that pot to help you weather a storm, which, you know, has turned out to be COVID-19. Well, and it's been, it's been, we're, we're actually from a recruiting standpoint, we're actually in a, in a moment, we're actually hiring people, um, because there's a lot of talent that's getting let go, right? Because the, some of these firms aren't able to to employ yeah. them. Who's so hiring? Kind of, Which sectors are hiring? Oh, we're talking about um, the recruiting. In the recruiting sector, there's a lot of recruiting agencies that yeah, maybe yeah. had 10, 15, 20 people. Um, the work's dried up, so they they just can't afford to keep these people on. There's a lot of great talent out there. Um, so, you know, there's just it, so there's mistakes like that, right? That you know, so we've got this emergency fund. Uh, you know, I'd done something, which is, it's, it's, I mean, you have clients, so you can appreciate this, but literally for nine years, I had never thanked one client, right? One client for, for doing business with us. I mean, in, in, in a genuine way, right? Like Gavin, thank you so much for literally investing in, you know, in us and yourself. And, and, uh, you know, that, that's, that, that's, that's free. It's, it's, it's simple to do that, but we started to be a lot more appreciative of our, of our clients, you know, instead of just, uh, I think it's an immaturity thing when you're young. And you think that you're, you know, that you're just able to, there's a, you're, you're, you get to a point where you can't outsell your stupidity, right? And, what a great uh, quote. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think I'm borrowing, there's a guy, Dave Ramsey, he's an American, yeah. you know, guy that talks about, but I think, I think I'm, I'm getting that from him, but I've heard that it just, you just can't out, you just get to a point where you just don't, you can't outsell it. And uh, that was, that was me, but I was, I was able to, to, to do it again. Um my, my version of, you know, an entrepreneur, and this is just, this isn't for everybody, but the way I see things, quite frankly, is I can, I can work for a company, right? I can do an awesome job and they'll give me my 5%, 10%, 15% bonus, right? And they, they, good job, George, you did, you did a great job. Um, if I don't do a great job, I'm on the street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if I control my own destiny and I do a great job, you know, I probably make more than 15, 20%, right? Yeah. Uh, if I don't do a great job, I'm still in the street. Like I have the same, it's, it's the same. Uh, so you might as well do a great job. Yeah. I mean, you know, and some people, you know, some people think about their 401k and, or their, their pension plan. You know, I've got the sort of the George pension plan, right? And that to me is, is, is there, so you have, it's, it's a mindset. It's, it's about how you want, how you'd like to control your life. Um, and so I've been, you know, I've been, I've been blessed. I mean, I've been in business for 20 years, probably 16, I would say, you know, 16 have been rough, four or five have been, you know, I mean, you know, 15, 16 have been rough and, and uh, it took me a while to figure out, but the last, you know, last, last couple of years have been amazing, you know, and I can't complain about it. So I'm, 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 I'm blessed that I stuck with it. And now though, okay, so you're in a, a position where you're okay because you're an emergency fund, but you of right. course designed that, you learned your lesson from the, the, the 2008, 2009 setbacks. So now you look at the market for, uh, ex um, you know, talent ac acquisition at an exec level. Are big corporates actually hiring now? So yes, yes and no. So we we deal with a market of executives that that are making from three hundred thousand dollars a year to four to five million, right? So it's a big, okay. it's a big big bracket. 
um, at the at the at the very executive level, I would say, I mean, you know, it's 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 very difficult for an executive to number one. I mean, it's it's a symbiotic relationship, you know, where the cor- the corporation is looking for the executive, but the executive also has to make sure it's the right fit for them. Um, so I think that's really difficult to do via Zoom, you know. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So yeah. I would say, I mean, at that level, things are sort of on a slow pause. Things are things are picking up though. To be fair. Um, and on the, you know, at the lower level, I mean, there's, there's still, there is hiring going on. There's a lot of, there's, there's a lot of opportunity hiring going on. Uh, and this, this is, I mean, as long as, you know, as long as we kind of exist and I think most of the countries are trying to get back to work, right. And you've got this in the, in, right in the, in the UK, it's just, it's just, uh, most of the countries are trying to get back to work and, 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 uh, you know, it's an interesting case study, um, you know, just, Changing topics a little bit. Have you seen the recent news on Sweden? Did you see the article? Last, I mean, they 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 didn't close shut down That's anything. Right. Yeah, but they still economically, it's it's just it's just been rough for them because you know they're they're so tied to all these other economies. Uh, well, well yes, I, they, they actually sort of had had a population uh, a higher a higher incidence of uh, coronavirus COVID nineteen deaths. Yeah. Um, but the bit that really jumped out for me, you know, because my interest in business was, but their big experiment of was their economy stay more robust. Well, it actually hasn't done appreciably better. Was according, I think it, I think it was, yeah, yeah. I think the Wall Street Journal yeah, article I came up on my Apple News app, and I think it was that. I, I, we might have read the same article. Yeah, yeah. It's good. They're going to be negative. They're going to be minus five this year, I think, and they're going to um, with growth, right? And uh, and they they were saying, I think they were saying like the you know, the hotels are open, but there's there's no one. Yeah, yeah no, they don't have consumers. So you mentioned uh, there about opportunity, um, opportunity hiring. You know, I suppose if if there's a a, a a serious player in the market that has managed their own cash during the good times, so they have a wolf chest or an emergency fund, if they can get hold of and secure some prime talent, they're going to want to do that, aren't they? Of course, and that's that's and that's what's going on right now in the marketplace. And I, I think so. We have clients. Most of the clients that we have are global, so they're maybe they're U.S. based. Um, or some of them are European, you know, they've got their, 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 uh, the, the headquarters is, is in Europe, but a lot are doing that right now, you know, but it, it's, it's, uh, at least at the very executive level, things are sort of on a pause, you know, for now there's, there's still, I think they're kind of keeping, you know, keeping the, the bread warm in the oven per se. Okay. Uh, but it's, it's, this is to me, the litmus test and you'll, you'll see this Gavin. I mean, you can just look up in the sky and. When you start seeing more planes, I mean, even I'm in the New York, New Jersey area. Actually, there's a plane that's gone by right now. Um, so we're five miles outside. We're on the New Jersey side, uh, five miles from New York City. We can see New York City from from where we are. Uh, and for some of your listeners in the UK, have you seen that movie where the guy flies, he lands the plane on the Hudson? You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so we're so Scully. One, yeah, Scully. So one side is the New Jersey side, and one side is the New York side. So we're on the, the New Jersey side. Um, but once you start seeing planes in the air and, and things like that, I think that that's that will be a good litmus test yeah. for for how the economy is doing. I don't know how. I mean, in, in in the UK, are you seeing? I mean, are you seeing more flights? Are you seeing? Yeah, more? we did even uh, on LinkedIn today. The chief executive of Virgin Atlantic Airways was saying they were welcoming passengers on board yesterday for the first flight to Hong Kong, and they're going to be starting flights over to the US again now. So yeah. it's slowly but surely. It's it's starting to it's starting to happen and starting yeah. to build again. I mean, it's it's amazing how we we've the last five years, right, or maybe the last ten years, we've been we've been at least in the news. We've been taught that everything's sort of just 
It's all about technology, right? It's all about everything's online. You can buy things online. We're doing this right now, you know, via sort of online. But the 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 amount of business that's done face to face, right? And the amount of, I mean, the basic, just the basic concept of going into a pub and having a drink, right, or or a bar, and just it. And uh, I think the the people the people connection. You know, I think once you start seeing that, which which flights are indirectly, you know, that that sort of leads to that. Uh, I think the economy, you'll see things moving again. I think I just intrinsically, I think people like to work, right? Oh, gotcha. Are you tired of the instability of your business? Do you want to stop cash flow challenges, achieve stability in profit, and build a business that you could sell? Do you want to introduce strategies that provide certainty of income, reinvigorate you and your team so that you put an end to plateauing and get your business thriving again? In every sector, in every country, in every state of the economy, there are always businesses that book the trend and outperform the market. It is possible to turn your business around and grow the profitability, reach and impact of your business and put your business back on course for a worthy exit or rewarding future. In my new book, Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, I show you how. I wrote this book for business owners who are putting so much into their business at the expense of time with their family and on their health and who are not getting the results that they desire. I have brought 25 years of experience working in businesses large and small and combining the disciplines of business strategy with mindset with scaling a business to bring you a proven way to scale your business with certainty. To grab your free copy of Survive and Thrive, How to Secure, Scale and Succeed in Business, go to www.surviveandthrive.cc. I'll cover the cost of the book. You just cover the cost of shipping and handling. So head over to surviveandthrive.cc to get your free copy of the book. So um, I noticed one of your comments on your LinkedIn uh, sort of uh, feed was that you'd recently spoken to um, three $10 billion CEOs and you asked them the question, how do they believe the US economy would be in 12 months' time? And they all said it's going to rock stronger than ever. Right. And, and I must admit, when I read that, I went, really? Because my frame around this is that we have actually shut down the global, you know, global commerce, at least you know, in, a, in most of the world, for a extended period of time. And you know, I was on a I was on a call this morning to Australia and to um where was it? Melbourne? I think you know they're they're in lockdown again now over there, and you just think if you you stop all the international flights and so many people are on furlough, surely right. you there's going to be a significant uh, lag impact of stopping an economy, global economy, for so long that's going to take more than twelve months to recover. I I would have thought so. I'm. I'd love to hear if you've got any kind of insight behind their thinking as to why the U.S. economy is going to rock stronger than ever. Within- right. Well, I, well, I mean, it might be you know maybe twelve months. Might it might be fifteen months or you know, sure. eighteen months. Right. So, right. Um, here's 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 what, and that's a it's a great question. Here's what, uh, and, I'm, and I'm not going to name you know who they were. The no, company, no, of course not. No. But but uh, one of them was is a is a major food manufacturer. Okay. Yep. So you know they're global. Um, they're they're. And I, they might have actually the last couple of weeks there might have been an article in the news about this, um, but they're looking at all of their food lines and saying, you know, they're kind of using the Pareto principle of the eighty twenty, and saying this this isn't really doing well. This is not that's not doing well. Let's yeah. get rid of this. So they've they've taken the opportunity to make 
you know, things more profitable. And I think you'll see that in, you're going to see that in hotels. You're going to see that with uh, choices to buy a car. You're going to yeah. see that with insurance products. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- you know, I think you're going to see less noise and, but the, they're taking a lot of these steps and that was, that was forced by like COVID-19, right? Yeah. It, it's, um, but the, we'll just jump back to the airlines for a second. British Airways and Virgin Atlantic have retired their old Boeing seven four sevens, and they're now they've used the the COVID as a, as or the lockdown as the the impetus to do that. So they're just now flying more fuel efficient twin engine right. planes, newer twin engine planes. Right, and you'll see. I think one day you'll see that they'll be battery operated. I mean, they'll be you know no, solar yeah. operated. I mean, you're going to see yeah. that like, Tesla's going to. You know, I'm sure yeah. their next thing their next thing will be you know aviation and planes, right? Sure. Um, but but the there's there's all of these things you know it sort of like causes it's like a catalyst that causes the next or a segue that causes the next great uh, I can, I mean I can tell you about my business in in 2009 I had two offices you know rental space it's just a that we had this you know like brick and mortar offices with birthday cakes and you know and chairs and computers and 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 the the model we have now is everyone that I hire works you know remote and virtual right so we're all virtual. Um, and and that's you know that was caused because I didn't quite frankly I didn't have enough money to pay the rents for both offices right so if I was able to so I think I think people re re the re sort of invent and the re engineer uh, things that they'd like to do but the three the three executives I had spoken to um, they just think there's going to be a great a great opportunity for to get great talent right so we we had a conversation about the talent piece uh, they think that companies have really really thought about from a profit standpoint. You know who who do you, who do you need to keep around and who don't you need to keep around? You know they they talk about the furloughs and they talk about the unemployment, right? But but they were talking. It's not uh, the, the unemployment level right now. It's, it's not at thirty percent right now. I think. I mean, here in the states, I think we're at might be fifteen. I don't know if the numbers now as of this month. Um, but they were talking about you know thirty percent unemployment. You know what about the seventy percent that, that is working, right? And I think that the the common denominator between three of these you know, executives is that like let's let's focus on the stuff that works and let's get rid of the stuff that doesn't. And sometimes, yeah, you're 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 in the same way that it was. It, I was at fault for some of the you know I was at fault for my problem in 2009. Some of the some of the folks that are getting let go or furloughed. I mean, it's it's uh, you know unless the company's shutting down, right? Then you know that I get. Um, but if you've been, you know, if you've been furloughed, then, then, you know, quite frankly, you know, maybe, maybe it wasn't really, you know, maybe you weren't adding that much value. Right. Because they, it's just, uh, I mean, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a hard thing. I, I, my version of, I mean, I'm empathetic because my version of COVID-19 was 2009. Right. And, and that, and that went on for two or three years, but, but Gavin, I've been, I've been literally unemployed for 20 years. Right. I mean, every day I go to work, I'm unemployed. So, um, you know, the, it's, it's, I think we're in a period of Darwinism, quite frankly. Yeah, some people, agree. some people don't, you know, they don't like to hear that. No, no, it's a tough yeah. message. Um, so, you know, you've obviously built three successful bi- bi- businesses, an eight-figure, a seven-figure, and a six-figure business uh, since 2009. What would you put your um, sort of success down to, to not only build one um, but you built three very successful businesses, um, you know, concurrently. So how have you done right. that? What- so uh, a couple of things. I mean, I've, I've got a, I mean, I'm in this like, you know, rental sort of makeshift office um, for the last couple of months. But so the, the whiteboard behind me, you can't see it, but it's talks, it's people, process, automation, you know, it's revenue driving things. But 
I a couple of things that I didn't do from the, the first the first the, like, I wouldn't call it the first business, which was really like stage one of you know of my recruiting business. I didn't I never tested anything, right? So it was it was like just I just didn't use data to really figure out basic things like who is my client and and wh- wh- how old is my client and how much did they spend and what's the average spend? And I just didn't really know the math, right? So I'm big on math. Like you need to know the math problem that you're solving, right? In general, I mean, you'll hear me say this over and over. I've been on, I think, 60 podcasts in the last two months or something like that. But in general, math is, I mean, business is a big math problem, right? You'll, so I'm really conscious of that. I'm conscious of testing things like, you know, A-B testing. I'm like A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Test it. And uh, so I'm big on testing. I'm also, the third thing is I'm, I'm huge, huge on, and, and Branson talks about this as well, but I'm huge on delegation, right? I'm I'm a, Gavin, I'm, I'm a terrible, terrible, I'm very good at the vision part. I'm a, tel- I'm a terrible executor. Like I just can't execute things, right? So as a, as a business person, that's a terrible trait to have, right? You, you have these things in your head and you, you don't get things done. So I hire people that, that, that uh, take care of some of those, you know, deficits of my, as a, as a person, uh, the person that runs my, runs my business, he's terrific at execution. He's terrific at, at delegating as well. Um, but I think you need to, if you want to grow a business and scalable businesses, you need to hire people that are, that do things that you don't do well. Uh, yeah. and then, you know, the fourth thing is just, you, the, the fourth thing would be you, you need to, and this is for the solopreneur. You need to get out of this solopreneur game because you're just trading time for money. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, you know, I don't know if you agree with this assessment or not. But. I, I completely do. And for those, yeah. that, I know I do have listeners that are in the solopreneur game, trading time for money. What would you, you sort of uh, be your advice about the, the first thing they should do to move out of that solopreneur right. trading so time the, for the, money? The first thing is make a list of it. Literally, I mean, everything you do in a day and make a list of it, right? Just, I mean, you can, you can do it over the last, you know, a couple of weeks and put it on a piece of paper. And then, you know, you can have a column that says, uh, you know, number one is this, there's, there's a great blog. Uh, have you read James clear? Have you read him? Uh, no, I haven't book? actually. No. So he wrote a book called atomic habits, right? Oh, right. The title rings bell. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, um, he has this weekly blog. It's, 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 it's really, and it's really well written. He, he talks about, you know, sort of automating things, you know, you can either sort of automate it, you know, stop it, pause it or delegate it. Right. That's kind of, but I think the first, so you could figure out, can I automate this? Can I delegate it? Can I pause it? And then the, 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 the fifth column I would put would, you know, what's the value of that per hour if you were to, so things like email, right? So here's a, here's a good example of email. If, if you're, if you're a business owner and you're saying, you know, my plan this year is to make a hundred thousand pounds. I'd like to net for my family, a hundred thousand pounds, just as an easy number. That's 50, that's, that's, that's 50 pounds an hour, right? That you need to make for yourself. If you work a 40 hour work week, which as you know, when you have a business, you don't work 40 hours. So you need sure. to, yeah. right. So is emailing is, you know, is, is, is emailing, is that, does that, is that worth 50 pounds an hour? Right. So it's, it's not, I mean, you can, you can outsource things to other countries these days. You need to learn how to delegate and maybe pay somebody 10 pounds an hour to do that or 15 pounds. Once you, once you get that, you know, you're able to grow your business and work on your core skill set. I'm, I'm my, my skill set. Um, I do really well with client interaction. I do well on the phone. I do well with with making things happen, right? I'm not I'm not the world's best team. I don't mean you know, I'm not great at email, right? Um, I'm not a great texter. I'm not a great Facebook ads guy. Uh, 
you know, I know nothing about accounting software, right? I don't know anything about web pages. So you need to pay people to do this. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a catch 22. You, you don't, the very reason you don't have the money is the very reason that you need to pay people to do this. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, well, that's a brave leap, isn't it? For a solopreneur, because they say, right, if you were to, you were to outsource, you were to use some, you know, uh, uh, freelance or virtual assistant type resources, there's a cost there. Right. So you've got to have a level of certainty or confidence that you're going to be able to bring more than enough revenue in by, by devoting right. your time to the stuff that you're really good at. That will add well, that's the fear of, and this is, I think this is just sort of like an innate fear that people have. The, the beautiful thing I love about, you know, running a business is that you get paid literally, literally to the penny what you're worth. And, and, and some people, some people are not comfortable with that. You know, they, they, they doubt themselves. Um, you know, if you work for a corporation, you say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm 20,000 pounds, you know, I get, I'm underpaid. You know, I should be making more. My friends are making this and that. Uh, as when you have your own business, you know, you're not underpaid. You're, you're perfectly paid. Uh to what the market decides to give you. So I think that's the fear that people have, but there's a, there's a, if you're, if you're only, you know, if your game plan is to work and and just work for yourself, what happens when you get sick? What happens when you want to go on a holiday? What happens when, when you want to hang out and watch your kids football match and you can't, uh, you know, the reason, the reason most people start a business is to have some sort of leverage on time. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you need to, you need to hire people. My, my, one of the regrets I have is, I mean, we have, so there's 30 of us, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to have 60 people or a hundred people or 200 people. Right. Because then to increase that leverage effect. Well, I mean, this just, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take out my phone here real quickly, but I mean, just in a, so in a, in a, in an eight hour, let's say I work eight hours a day. Right. If you know, 30 people, so it's 29. So in a day, 29 times eight, you know, I get to work 232 hours a day. That's what I work a day. Right. Great. Yeah, so who's yeah. going to win that battle? The guy who works eight hours a day. The guy who works two thirty-two. The guy who yeah. works two thirty-two, um, and the guy that's working, you know, the person that's working, you know, four hundred sixty-four right hours a day, will always beat me in general. So and that's the, that's the mindset. Give it, give, and I love that mindset. And given that obviously you you've got a. Um, a high headcount, a labor-intensive business. Do you use a, a metric as a as a KPI, such as um, revenue per headcount per employee? Yeah, well, you have to you have to know, and that's a that's a great question. Which a lot of employees, a lot of people that have businesses, don't know. Uh, you know what their employee cost, and if there's there is there, it's you need to hire somebody. You need to know, and sometimes it's hard. Like for an admin, it's hard to figure out what their what you know what what their their what they really bring in. Um, but I, I do. I mean, I know you know, pretty much, you know, I know if I invest, let's say 10,000, you know, $10,000, I know that I should get X on it. Right. So that's a great question. That's actually, um, that's a question that I think I've been asked three or four times. I mean, probably in 20 years, it's a, it's a very astute question because that's what it comes down to. You can't, it's like advertising, right? You can't spend, you know, if you spend $10,000 on advertising and you get 4,000, you know, back, uh, it's a, it's a, there's a, the, the, the problem though, with the, I guess with advertising and it's, I guess there's a similarity as well. There's a, there's a, there's a couple of, you know, you have to be ready for that zero to six month period where, where you're not really, you know, you're not gaining anything. And sometimes people have less patience. Uh, so that, that's the time frame that you look for a new member in your talent acquisition business, a new member of the team in that business. You give them a six months kind of honeymoon period to make sure that they, you expect they, that they're putting money on the board and they are giving you 
what three times return on their package or four times return on package yeah. in the six months i mean i'm i'm more about momentum right so right. momentum sometimes sometimes uh i mean i've been doing this for 20 years and i'm still learning new things so sometimes there's there's uh one of uh by the way this is a i mean the um one of the one of the members of my of my team she's an admin she had suggested she she said hey george you know what we should um we should run a podcast like we should do the podcasting It'd be great for the b2b clients right It'd be a great excuse for you to talk to some of the some of our future clients you should do a b2b uh you know do like a podcast um and uh and then she'd recommend it you know what if you're maybe maybe be a guest on some of them if you decide if you like it or not that was you know that's from an admin right that decided that I love that. So, I was gonna I was gonna ask you, you said you've been on 60 podcasts recently. Yeah, yeah. What what's the thinking behind um is is it profile PR for the business? What's your thinking behind podcasting? Right. So I think I mean in your like for example, in the coaching business, um I think first first of all, it's social proof. I mean, the, the ability to Google, like if you Google my name, George McGarren, I mean, even if you remotely spell it correctly, you know, right? It it think things show up on Google. So I think the ability to be able and those those are the ability to control some of the some of the elevator pitch. Uh, besides, you know, so we 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 get clients that that work with us on the branding side that don't sometimes they don't know us, um, and you've got some you know some of them are doubting Thomas you know they've got that little element to them, uh, so they they do their I mean you know they do their own homework right and then the beauty of the the byproduct of the by of the podcast interviews has been some amazing partnerships with some companies right. Some amazing, uh, we've gotten, we've picked up a bunch of recruiting clients from it. We've picked up, uh, it's just from the relationships. Uh, so that's going to have been an interesting, interesting thing, but that's, you know, so how do I, how do I determine the ROI on my admin that gave me that idea? Right. That's a hard, it's a hard thing, but I think it's about momentum, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, you know, people, this is the, the, the one thing I want, I'd like to preface, you know, when you hire somebody and this is how I see this. You know, I so I, I don't I don't personally write email. I don't know if you knew that about me, but I haven't written an email in four years or something like that. I don't write email, uh, so my team writes it for me. But if they do, you know, if they if they do seventy percent of the way I might have written an email, I can I can live with that, right? Like I can. That's a cool thing for me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a big fan of uh, delegation. But if you you know if you want to make a hundred you know if you want to make a million bucks a year, that's five hundred dollars an hour. Uh, you know, somebody you know texting you or WhatsApping you for fifteen minutes. That's you have to be very conscious of what you make per hour. And, yeah. and that's, that was the biggest shift for me. And that's been, that to me is how I think people grow businesses. The, the people that do really well understand the value of their, their per hour rate. Brilliant. That's such a, such, such sound advice. Um, you've got loads of energy, loads of drive. You Thank have you. no doubt a hundred ideas an hour. How do you sort those out between the wheat and the chaff? <laughs> Yeah, we so we test a lot. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of. Uh, I mean, I've got. I'm going to show you something here. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, I used to use task list and everything, but I write. I mean, I write. I mean, I got just. I just write stuff down. I mean, I just write it down, write it down. In a hardbound uh, notebook, A5 notebook. Yeah. Yeah, I've got them. Um, I mean, I've got another one. You know, yeah. it's just I've got them all over the place. Uh, I've got an old, you know, from a, like a schoolboy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I just write things down. And then I look, I, I review them though. I mean, I, every day I take about 15, 20 minutes. I, I look at my notes um, and I review my notes. Right. So it, it's just, it, it's like this having, and if you're not journaling, right. If you're not writing some of your thoughts down, it's like being able to record them in your head and you go back to them and say, why did I do that? Sometimes it actually, sometimes it brings up 
like a lot of, I have a procrastination problem, right? So it, it's, uh, it brings up that as well. And you start thinking, okay, Sorry, why? Do you say that guy? You've got a procrastination problem. You've built do, yeah, three I businesses. Do. Yeah, I do. I do. So, wow. but sometimes, sometimes it brings it up. It brings up the, it brings up like, okay, that's been in my head for three months now. You know, what, what do I need to do? I just need to, okay, I'm going to make sure today I give this to John to do this. Right. right? right. And, and, and I just, I'm going to give it and, and I'll say, okay, you know what? It's, it's four o'clock in the morning. I'm going to send I'm going to send an email, even though I don't email, but I'm going to send, I'm going to send a text message right now and I'll, and I won't send it, but I'll have it written so that when I text him later, I just hit send on the, on the message. And um, so that's why I like the journal thing. And it doesn't have to be, you know, it's not, it doesn't have to be, a po- it's not poetic. The grammar is terrible sometimes. The spell sure. is terrible. Yeah. Uh, but I go through these, I mean, I very low tech, these ink pens. I mean, yeah. I must, I go, I mean, I just, I go through them like they're, like it's part of the family, you know? Sure. Uh, and do you, do you sort of um, schedule time to, in the, in your working week to, to think? I do. Yeah, I do. I do. I mean, I've got, um, I've got a pretty rigid, I, I, my, the way I run my schedule is differently than I know some people, you know, they'll do it on a Sunday. They'll say, I go in every week, I'm going to plan my week. Right. I, I've come up with a schedule that I, I, I plan my year, mm-hmm. but I plan the, the schedule uh, I'm, I'm one of these people where I need to have some sort of habitual habit. Like I work out in the morning, same time every day. I just, I get into habits. I, in the same way you brush your teeth or your floss or something like that. I, I, I function much better that way. Um, so I, I pretty much work on, you know, I work on anything marketing related at the same time every day. I, uh, I work on, you know, I have sales calls same time of the day. I, I, I eat at the same time of the day. Uh, you know, I do these things where I don't have to think about my schedule. I know my, my schedule four weeks from now will be the same as it was today. Great. Right. Great. So I think if you can, it, it, that took me about two months to plan, by the way, if you can, if you can literally come up with a, like a major, you know, it's just a come up with a schedule where you're doing certain things every day. And then you just plug in, you know, like Saturdays, uh, Saturdays from four to 6 PM, I, I have partnership calls, right? So if somebody wants to do a partnership call, I tell them this, I can't do, but I, I can do four o'clock on Saturday. And, you know, people eventually just, they book you on four o'clock on Saturday, right? So then, uh, you know, I've got, uh, but I, I, I have six or seven things that I literally have scheduled every day religiously. You don't have to think about it. Just, it keeps you organized. I love it. Um, yeah. I'm loving your energy. I'm loving our conversation. Respectful of your time. I know you've got a hard stop. So if people want to find out more about the three businesses, whether it be the branding business, the coaching business, or the uh, talent acquisition business, how can they do that, George? So the, the easiest way is just LinkedIn, right? So LinkedIn, um, I've got something like 30,000 connections on there, but if you want, they could send me a message. So LinkedIn, so George McGarren, right? M-C-G-E-H-R-I-N. Um, you know, we're, we've also, we also use Instagram, which is for the younger guys out there, but uh, which is less, you know, I think, I think that's less of a following, like 10,000 people, but, but LinkedIn, you know, I think if you're older than 30 is probably a good, a good place to hit me up on. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. That's great, George. Thank you so much for your time today. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And uh, there's a lot of gems in there from, you know, insights from how uh, CEOs of billion dollar businesses, $10 billion businesses are seeing this as an opportunity uh, to improve their profitability to um, <laughs> you get to a point where you can't outsell your own stupidity to, you know, business is a, is a math problem. You need to know which math problem you're solving. Test, test, test people process automate automation and um, really know the value of your time. I think there's a, a, right. a lot of gems there. Thank you so much, George. Yeah, but thank you. I appreciate you having me on. That was fun. Thank you. 
Hi, Gavin here. I love that, that insight that the CEOs of $10 billion businesses are seeing. This is a time to cut costs and increase profits. You know, 80-20 Pareto principle at the fore here. Great. Um, business is a math problem you need to know. Um, the math problem you're solving, great. Get really clear on the value of your time and delegate outsource where you can in order to be able to do that some of the gems that came out from our conversation just now with george and the final one and the one that i think should be front of mind for all of us his lesson learned from when having lost everything at the in the global financial crisis was he took um the principle out of the book the richest man in babylon and saved 10 percent of everything that he earned and put it into an emergency fund and now he's in a really strong position um to weather the current sort of uh, covid19 crisis so yeah really good insights hope you enjoyed it have a great week speak soon you've been listening to the business mastermind podcast be sure to subscribe rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.